Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. I'm a believer. You know, I think Bitcoin is one of those things that will outlast us. I think it's a, uh, it's one of those things that are what you call a multi-generational asset, right? Uh, like gold. Like, there's very few of those. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baipyong. Welcome to episode 35 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you are new to the show, we're glad to have you on board because we're about to wrap up season one. But before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is for adults only. So if there are kids around, make sure that you are listening to this in a safe environment where cussing is not going to be an issue. Because today we're going to be talking about cryptocurrency. And we're going to be talking to John Bailon, the founder of SCI, to talk about the hustle behind a Filipino Bitcoin pioneer. John is going to be sharing with us how he started his entrepreneurial journey running a photo booth business and how he found his co-founders who were also running separate businesses of their own. John's also going to talk about how they started out being very active in a Facebook group about Bitcoin because they didn't know anyone that can actually talk to them about Bitcoin and how they eventually put up a company together out of their passion for Bitcoin. 
He also talked about their early struggles of how they lost one co-founder because they had a falling out and how they almost called it quits because it was very difficult to put the company from the ground up. John's also going to shed some light on how difficult it is and how different developing blockchain technology is compared to normal tech that people usually make. John is also going to share how he got Kakao Talk to invest in them being the only company that Kakao Talk has only invested on here in the Philippines. And here's where it gets interesting because we all know that the bubble burst for cryptocurrency last year and he's gonna shed some light on how difficult it was for them when that happened. And then he's gonna share the biggest news that we wanna know about how Cebuana Lulier invested in their company. And wait till the end because John's gonna share with us a lot of tips, like what are the things he sees in cryptocurrency in the near future? And how can companies survive in rough times when things aren't going right? So if you're ready, to learn the hustle behind a Filipino Bitcoin pioneer. Let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. Today, we are with one of the hottest startups in the land, in the country, because they just dropped the bomb on us. Was it this, this week or last week? It was this. Oh, last week. Last, last week, week yeah. when they dropped a big bomb <laughs> when SCI, which is Satoshi Citadel Industries, right. uh, got invested on by one of the biggest conglomerates in the country, Subwana Lulier. Right. And today to talk about that and the hustle that it took to get this to happen, we have their found, co-founder and CEO, right. Mr. John Bailon. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. There you go. Okay, now, John, let's straight, before we go straight to the jugular, first of all, congratulations Thank you. For, for getting the Cebuana money, man. <laughs> right? So I don't know how you fucking say it. So, Lulier or Lulier? Yeah, it's Lulier, yeah. yeah. But this is a big, big, big uh, win for, Definitely. For, Definitely. for the ecosystem. Definitely. Because every single win that we get as a as a ecosystem matters. Of course. Right? Yeah. You know, a lot of, we, we always talk about, Actually, we rarely talk about the failures, mm-hmm. but every win counts because every win is a step ladder towards our ecosystem breaking through, yes. right? And we all know that we're lagging behind, but these are wins and we're building momentum. Mm-hmm. The wins are becoming frequent. But John, just for this, the sake of our listeners today or hustlers that are listening today, what's your hustle? Right. Um, you know, so since, you know, as a young kid, I've always looked into um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship as a as a, a path for my for myself, you know, okay. and um, when I when I started um, SCI in 2014, okay. um, before that I had met with uh, Miguel and Jardine, who were my co-founders, right? Um, and we were it was very evident that we were very excited with cryptocurrency at that time. It was really yeah. just Bitcoin, right? So like yeah. 2013. Um, and we were very excited at the potential of this technology. Uh, you're so excited you fucking named the company after the fucking founder. Right, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> actually... Satoshi. Right. right. Miguel, um, Miguel came up with that name. And right. um, there's a, a whole interesting backstory around that. But right. I'll let Miguel talk to you about that. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, definitely it was something that we saw as an opportunity. Okay. Um, 
being Filipinos, we said we told ourselves, you know, if we we were if we are going to start up this company, mm-hmm. it has to focus on the Philippines because otherwise, yeah. why even bother, right? Exactly. Um. So yeah. So a couple of months, you know, talking to each other, figuring out what to do, mm-hmm. we finally honed in on um, Bitcoin as a remittance uh, vehicle. Got it. Right. And um. After testing a, a couple of products, we figured, hey, look, remittance is a huge thing here in the Philippines. Right. Um, it's definitely the biggest um, mm-hmm. industry in the Philippines. By, by you know, if you th- if you look at the numbers. Right. Uh, and so it was almost a natural um, uh, path for us to yeah. to get into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And being that Bitcoin is such a game changer in terms of like moving money cross borders or you know all of, from mm-hmm. all over the world. Um, we started looking into how it can sort of move money without actually requiring people to store money into it. Right. And yeah, so that's really how we started. It's a free world, right? But before right. this, let's just take a step back a little bit sure, and, and, sure. and whatnot. Because did you, were you guys in payments? And what's on, on a personal note, let's just walk through, through your journey first and right. give us an idea of your co-founder's journeys. Because... I don't think any of you guys were in payments or remittance no, and whatnot. Not at all. Not right? at all. For you, John, right. uh, what was your story? What was your first foray into entrepreneurship? Right. So um, I actually, you know, since I was in high school, I've always been interested in technology and okay. computers. Um, I remember back then I would sell mixtapes or CDs. Oh. I would, you know, I had, I bought the first DVD or sorry, um, CD uh, writer yep. and I would sell some mixtapes, right? Yep. Um, That's a legit hustle back yeah, then, dude, right? Like, it was very, um, yeah, it was simple back then. True. Um, so I was really getting into computers at that time mm. and um, I got into uh, LaSalle's right. computer science program. Ah, okay. Right. So, so I studied computer science, right? Okay, right. So I'm, I've always been a programmer. Um, got just, it. just take note though, like I don't want to misrepresent anything. I didn't graduate computer science because okay. uh, I guess I just burned out on that. But, okay. you know, it's more of... Uh, but this me, is in your blood, right, right? Definitely, you know, I, I mm-hmm. loved the, all my my programming subjects, but okay. the maths were really yeah a math, pain, math, right? Fucking um, sucks, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So you know, I've always been interested in in computers um, yes. and and programming, and mm-hmm. my actual first business actually started while I was still in in college. Okay. Um, I had this idea of because it was my cousin actually who was at that time. Two years old or one year old, right? Okay. So my my uncle um, had this event, had this party. Yeah. We're in. They set up this sort of like a mobile studio with a, a photographer ah, taking photos, shit. right? And I and I looked at it and I said, you know what? This can be automated. Yeah. So I started fiddling around. I, I developed a, a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. I showed it to my uncle, who at that time, he, up until now, actually, he he was um, in the. Events industry. Got it. So they produce um, invitations, right? Dude, yeah. So I told them, I pitched to him, hey, look, we can do this as a service. And yeah. that's when Bicapture was uh, was born. Bicapture. Dude, Bicapture. I actually got to use your product in one of the weddings I attended back in 2011. Oh, right. I, yeah. Oh, it's like, nice. fuck. Like, that's why when I looked you up and I said, dude, do you own Bicapture? Because that was legit. You know, right. at the end of the day, now it's normal, whatever. There's a birthday exactly. party, a vineyard, exactly. a wedding. Right. There's always the booth. Exactly. But back in the day, this was very rare, and yeah, you dude. look legit. And especially with Bicapture, what I like about you guys, it's like a photo booth. 
Yes. You know, right. uh, there's minimal, there's no fucking photographer doing all these things. Right. It's all automated. Yep. So you came up with this, this yes. concept. Yes, we came up with this idea in 2006, launched it in 2007. Wow. Um, Were there competitors back then? Back then, there was actually one other competitor. Okay. Um, it was just the two of us back then. Um, and funnily enough, you know, like, like with any events industry, what we would do is that we would go to... Um, Bridal fairs, or right, all right. All these fairs before right. the juggernaut that it is now. Exactly. This, this, this before this is like the pre J Mags, J Mags, exactly. Mag bad That's one. right. That's oh, right. Shit. Everything was just booming, but there was nothing. It's not an industry that it is now. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But it was growing back then, and you know, we got to a point where in there were a bunch of these people that were approaching us asking for franchising, or uh, you know, maybe we can yeah. buy in a booth from you, and we ignored right. them. Right. Right. And this is sort of like one of the, my. I wouldn't say um, blunders, but it, it was a mistake not yeah. to, to um, you know, entertain these guys at yeah. early on. So I guess, you know, turns out they became our competitors. Ah, because right? they so, wanted it so bad, you know. Yeah, they wanted it so bad, right. copy it and whatnot. Yes, exactly. Right. And now look at that. <laughs> everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere, dude. Right. They're everywhere. And the problem with this type of, you know, when saturation happens, right. it becomes a price war. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Then you know, regardless of oh, your quality, I'll get the five thousand one. You know? Right. Exactly. Because and they don't really. And what's bad about this is that you don't really get to compare the quality until you're there. Right. Right. Until you see, oh shit, this is washed up. Got so it. I should have paid an extra five hundred bucks for that. Exactly. Right. So. But how how big did Buy Capture get, and what's the turning point for you, and uh, for you to jump ship? Uh, right. It's like, all right, I'm bored of this shit. I don't want to <laughs> see no weddings anymore, binyags, the right, same routine right. and whatnot. And no, it was really fun, you know, when we were starting because it was all about the technology and all about how to integrate all these, um, right. the printer and the the the, the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but very quickly, um, the the industry adopted, and then yeah, you, you know, now you can buy a, an off the shelf uh, software mm, just to really? run a photo wow. booth um, wow. business. Um, and really, the turning point for me was then was back when, um, so we took over the company. My wife and I right. we had just gotten married. Um, mm. We took over the business from my uncle. Okay, uh, I was getting really bored at it. You know, right. I mean, it's it, it's it's a fun business. You know, yeah. you're always in these parties, but. The technology isn't really so right. enticing for me to stay in on. In seven right? years, I'm looking at your LinkedIn now, 2007 to 2014. That's a long time. It's been a long, yeah. That's exactly. a lot of parties too. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like I've been to the first few of them and right. yeah, I'm not a party person by any means. So that was really but a the struggle the catering would be good. The, the catering was good. The catering yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get to meet some people, but you know, right. I'm an, an introvert, so it was a, a struggle for me. So yeah, so anyway, so around 2012 right. was when I ran into Bitcoin online, right? right? So like I figured, what is this? What is this shit, right? I mean, someone created his own currency. Oh shit. And just released it to the public. Correct. So I looked into it, um, downloaded the software, um, mm-hmm. ran it on my computer. It crashed. Mm. So I ignored it, right? So I like, yeah. oh, this must be some scam, right? Yeah. And then maybe about... Close to a year after that, I looked into it again. Um, the price had improved significantly back then. Yes. Uh, and when I say improved, you know, mm-hmm. it was from a dollar to maybe around thirty dollars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's when I really. How did you find it? Interest. Because back then, this was very I don't know, just oh, like dude, in Reddit um, and whatnot. 
I, I think it was on Dig. In Dig, right. wow, okay. Uh, you have you heard of that? Forums, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. forums and whatnot. Because right, back then, you know, right. social media. I mean, there's Facebook already, but it's not the back then. The, no, it was right. it was a thing, right? You know, you just people just post shit. Yep. <laughs> Facebook, yep, exactly. Right. Exactly. So you gotta really dig deep in the forums, and Dig is one of them. Quora, right. Reddit, Quora. like what Reddit I said. was really popular yeah. back then. Um, and Hacker News, you know, why um, Combinator's Hacker News. Yeah. Until now, I still look into that website every now and then. Absolutely. Now, how did you find your two co-founders, Miguel uh, right. and Jardine? Because, again, you come from very different backgrounds. That's right. So how did this, the Avengers Assemble, per se? <laughs> <laughs> right? right. How did this happen? Okay, so that was in 2013. And yeah. um, there was this Facebook group called mm. Bitcoin PH. It's ah. still up until now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember me being very, very noisy in that in that group, right? Okay. I would always post about, you know, I I was just looking for people to talk to about right. Bitcoin. My 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 normal friends, you know, the people yeah. that are actually in, in my life. Right. Every time I talk to them about Bitcoin, they would nope. just laugh and like, dude, like that's Mickey Mouse money. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. Right? So I had to look for mm. other channels for me to, you know, release this Bitcoin frenzy that Absolutely. I was in. Yeah. Um, and that's when I met Miguel, who was actually, Miguel went to the same high school as me, um, ah. but he was a bit uh, older, like a couple of years older than me. Oh, don't knock him out. Don't say it's no, too yeah, old. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a couple of months. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and yeah, and I, I, I was actually friends with um, his sisters. Ah, so, friends, uh, only friends. Oh yeah, oh, just yeah, friends. Okay. Just friends. <laughs> Miguel, so just, just a complaint. Just friends. Very right, much just friends, go. yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, and Miguel and Jardine were already friends at that time. Okay. They, they've been, you know, into other stuff like poker and all these things. Ah, but what was their professional background back then? Um, Jardine actually, until now, he runs a logistics company. Oh, wow. If you can imagine, right. Wow. Yeah, so, but he's always been interested in um, tech and, and yeah. Bitcoin as well. He was mm-hmm. very interested in Bitcoin back then. He was mm-hmm. very loud also yeah. in the forums. Um, Miguel was, back then, I think he was doing something with solar, you know. Oh, wow. I guess early Executive time, corporate right? and whatnot. Right, yeah, right, right. Okay. Solar power. And um, But yeah, we really looked into uh, Bitcoin as a sort of like a release of, you know, all these things. That was a common denominator. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And now, how did you decide, all right, fellas, I think... We're, since we're the noisiest in the room, right. let's 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 uh, let's assemble and and create a team. How how did that jump? And how did you jump from? All right, I'm not doing this buy capture thing anymore. Right. I'll do something else. Right. Because that was hard. It's, oh yeah. I'm definitely. pretty sure that jump is scary as fuck. Because oh, you're yeah, you're sure. you're you got you seven years of your life running right. a business. Mm-hmm. You develop a certain cushion in life. For like, sure. For sure. Right. How was that like for you guys and when, when you decided? Well, you know, I mean, um, it was really more of a conversation between me and my wife. Right? Okay. So like, this is the toughest one always. Yeah, exactly. You won't believe how many episodes <laughs> we've had. But you know, and I started with right. my wife talking and whatnot. Right? And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, my wife is very supportive. Right. You know, uh, but when she realized that I was all I was talking about back then was Bitcoin. Yeah. And he goes, and she goes, uh, you should do something about that, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and so I started talking to Miguel and I told him, if you guys are doing something, right. I want in because I want to do something. I want to do it. something too. Um, back then, also, I was actually talking to Ron Hose. Ron they were Hose. also just starting back then. So yes. We had a couple of conversations, Miguel and I, mm-hmm. um, and we finally met, um, I think it was in January of 2014 right. um, uh, um, in BGC. Mm-hmm. And we just said, look, we want to get into this business. Okay. Um, we have some ideas. What do you think? And I go, right. yeah, dude, Like I have the background. I have... I, 
I'm a computer science, yeah. you know, Got it. dropout. You're the tech guy. <laughs> I'm right. the tech guy, right? right? So like, so we started talking, and at first, you know, it was really just we had to burn out all the the fun stuff, right? Mm. Like the 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 fat, right? Mm. We had to chew the fat off, right? And then right. finally, when we got deep down, and you know, we decided, okay, we have to put a a budget to this. And remember, back then, it was really our intentions really were to was to create a, a company yeah uh, we had no notion of a startup or we right. didn't think of it as a startup that we had to raise money right and you know go the, but you've the, invested in the fucking technology already by buying coins right personally we, right. we were invested back then um so it was more of us trying to and you know it's gonna be controversial now but it's really a way for us to be able to get more bitcoins for absolutely ourselves, right, right? Was so, was the was the intention really? Because you know that the value is gonna appraise eventually, right? And it's uncapped, like stocks right. would and whatnot, right? Sky's the limit. Was it really for the trading part, or was it really that this technology can just fucking you know shatter so many uh, limitations that right. the world currently has? That's it, right? And I think it's um, and it's still evident up to this day. Um, you can see that in Miguel. He was really the the believer in the technology. I was really more interested about, or I was curious about the technology itself and right. the inner workings of it. But um, Miguel was really the guy who would say that, dude, this this will change everything. You know, the banks will will have to, yeah. you know, reposition themselves. And yeah, but. All in all, I think we we had this understanding that we want to be in this business. Yeah. At that time, you know, looking back, it's easy to say that yeah, this is going up. But right. at that time, it was a, a huge risk, right? right? It was a huge risk for us, and we were um, we almost um, you know we agreed that it can re- go yeah. really really big mm-hmm. or nothing, whatever, nil, right? right? All or nothing. nothing. Exactly. It was like a fucking bet, right? right? Exactly. So. I was lucky enough to be able to do this while my wife was running by capture. Ah, so um, the, you, you had to. So the bills were yeah, taken care of it, yeah. somehow. I, yeah. had, I had my kid, my first uh, daughter in right. 2011. So right. she was about three years old then. So, you know, mm-hmm. we were okay, right? Um, but yeah, so that was something that, uh, that's how we were able to hone in on this business, really. What were the first things you guys did to, to, to put it up? The first few things that we did was we had a we had like a, a daily meeting or maybe okay. it was like three times a week. Oh wow! Right, okay. and we we would sit down. We would talk about what to do. Okay. Um, I remember Jardine buying a bunch of domains because you know you know you know when you buy domains and <laughs> right. they, they suggest it's always other the, domains. the name that it's always matters. The domains, right, right. That's my game too. Right. But I always that's this is my tip whenever like you know it's nice you look look <laughs> at domains but always think of your startup in SEO. Like what right. will fucking what will people search for? Right, in, right. Like for us in Chatbot PH, the single best thing I did I didn't know shit about bots, but I bought the domain chatbot.ph. Until there now, go, it's my biggest, um, you know, lead generator because right. everybody everybody that searches I'll be in the first page or top or wherever, yeah, exactly. and the leads are gonna be exactly. organic. Yeah, and you just you know by just the name of it all, you, exactly. you know what you're doing. For you guys, since you bought a dozen of domains, how did you zero in and what to call it? Well, I I, I don't I don't want to say right. Um, well, maybe I should say it. right. They, they bought a bunch of domains that were a mistake, right? right. So like they bought. Uh, bitmarket.ph and the bitmarket.ph. Yeah. Oh, the. Not <laughs> understanding that, dude. You yeah. don't need both of them, right? Absolutely. So we we finally um, 
looked into bitmarket.ph and we figured, okay, even before we looked into remittances, yeah. we, we thought maybe we can do a, a payment uh, uh, processor. Got it. Like BitPay or like PayPal, right? Got it. And that was bitmarket.ph. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's really how it all started. Mm-hmm. So when we, we, we built the system, we figured, hey, dude, we're converting Bitcoin to peso. Why don't we apply this to remittances? Got that's it. how remittances came right. into the picture. Okay, now let's take a quick break. And when we come back, now let's talk about how you built the MVP further along with the team and everything else uh, in SEI. More after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with John Bailon of SCI, who now we, we now know you're, you're the, the back end. So this is very, very interesting how you guys gathered together. Right. But in 2016, I remember you wrote a blog. Right. That was probably when you told me uh, prior to this uh, recording said, "Yeah, don't interview me. I'm so dull." Like, fuck you, John. <laughs> no, I heard, you don't know this. But in 2016, when 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 Party File died, right? Mm-hmm. I remember reading your blog before, mm-hmm. right? And I'll, I'm looking at it now, right? You wrote it August two. I wrote mm-hmm. my piece in November. Mm-hmm. Right, and I said like shit, and when I was, like, I, I was very uh, emotional and whatnot. I looked around, I was like, "Fuck!" I read, I read a blog that if I'm gonna write, I want to write like that. You were my inspiration Dude. when wow. I wrote my my eulogy for Party File. <laughs> this was it. 
Thanks, man. Right? So I mean, that's that's this is. I'm honored. Yeah, it is. And it's like, dude, shut up. You're not. You're, what dull? This is probably <laughs> one of the realest ones. So for those guys who want to read the the whole blog uh, and how he how uh, he built this from scratch, I'll put this on the show notes. So just go to tr- uh, www.hustleshare.com. So let's talk about this blog that you need. The right. Startup PH Chronicles. You named it. Right. Right. You talked about how you built your team. Just talk about briefly. All right, you have the team, but you were not CEO back then. You were nope. CTO, nope, right? How did you go go build that team, and who was CEO, and how did you pirate your? You said you were lucky to pirate someone. How how did that happen? Right. Okay. So what I didn't tell you in the first part is that right. we were actually four co-founders oh. when we started. Who's um, the secret one? Uh, it's uh, his name's Nick Galan. Okay. Very smart guy. Yeah. Like until you know, if you talk to him right now about crypto, yeah. He'll talk he knows about, his shit. Right? He knows his shit, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, Nick comes from a different background. Okay. You know, maybe I would say a little bit more uh, traditional. Got it. Um, I mean, suffice it to say, I mean, I'm sure you guys can read this in the in the blog, the right. one and only blog post that I've made. Yeah. In my but life. again, it's beautiful. <laughs> Holy Thank shit! You, right? right? It took me like months to write that down because you know yeah. I had to sit down, write some stuff, and then go. You know, Correct. Go it's not from. easy, especially it's if you're coming to... from an emotional exactly an exactly. emotional side because you're gonna write a lot of stuff there. Right. That you know what? I'm gonna sleep on this. I probably oh, wrote yeah, some dude. shit there yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I still have some drafts that you know I I removed a lot paragraphs off of exactly right. Um, so yeah, so um, I think it was. I'm I'm fudging the the dates now, but like it was around when we started when mm-hmm. uh, Nick and the three of us, mm-hmm. three other co-founders, had a falling out. Okay, right, so so this is a normal thing. A lot yeah, of yeah, startups yeah. fuck shit up because of founders fighting. That's yep. that's fighting among yep. yourself. What was the biggest reason, and why was this? Uh, a, a key thing, and how did you become the guy? How did you? Right. <laughs> how did you become Captain America all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know why, man. Right. But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, so it was sort of like a, there was a falling out that that occurred, and um, it was how do I put this delicately? It was a difference in opinions, right? So Got like it. it was really Nick wanted us to do things differently than mm-hmm. what we intended things to to Got happen, it. right? So mm-hmm. and. It was in the middle of some deal that you know that we basically lost. Yeah. Right. Um, and so when we decided, okay, Nick, why don't we just do it this way? We'll buy you out. Right. Um, and we, oh, you did buy. We him had out, to right? buy him out. Okay. Um, and Jardine, myself, and Miguel, we we had a conversation and we said, look, we've already built something. We have some momentum right. already, um, and we have people that are working for us, yeah. looking at us. Um, it's either we call it quits now or maybe we should try to hustle some more. Yeah. How how close were you from calling it quits? Dude, and like, it was it was basically a, I remember this conversation. It was on chat really. Um right. with my with me and Jardine. Right. And we're saying and I was saying, dude, is this even worth it anymore? Wow. And he goes, Back then we didn't have any investor money or anything at all. Mm. So it was really just bootstrap, to, right? It was bootstrap, right? So mm. it was our money and um our our time really. Mm. And Jardine goes, you know, we he that line, right? Like we have the momentum already, and I think it's still worth, you know, salvaging whatever we have. Right. And so we did. And okay. he convinced me. Um Jardine, you know, he's 
he has, he's senior to me, so he has some, you know, yeah. maybe a couple of years yeah. on me. Um, and every year, that's a year of wisdom, always. Exactly, man. Right. Right. Like, and this so guy, dude. Basically, what we're saying, Jardine, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll come to your show next time. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. But yeah, that, that's it. Now, how did that, how did you become the CEO? Because I know, I remember when you wrote this, you were reluctant. You were the tech guy. Yep. And yep. again, I don't want to put role, you know, just generalize people or stereotype people. Right. Most in, in a big company where there's co-founders, mm-hmm. unless you're the the idea guy, mm-hmm. the CEO, it's rare that the CTO becomes CEO. For sure. Because For sure. again, I, I don't I don't know why. And I I hope you shed light into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time it's because maybe it's the introverted side and whatnot and mm-hmm. the ability to just think indifferently and whatnot. People always say that, you know, and you correct me if I'm wrong right. again, I just noticed this from what I see, that, you know, in a startup, the Batman, the main guy is always the hustler, the, the, fuck, the, right. the loud guy. Right. And Robin is the CTO. Right. Right. You were Robin at one point and you became For sure. Batman. For sure. Right. So how was that, that and what is the change of perspectives like? Right. Well, you know, it's it was really a decision that we collectively um, made. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say we, it was myself, Jardine, and uh, Miguel. Right. I don't know. It, it at first it was really just an interim position. Um, I agreed to it as an interim um, arrangement wherein we find someone that will actually run the business. Got it. Um, the reason really why it was me over Jardine and Miguel is that they were busy with other stuff. Got right. It. But also. Um, Aside from me being the tech guy, and look, I mean, I'm the tech guy, but really, I wouldn't call myself uh, like a CTO wherein, you know, I, I run all the developers. It's We were a small company back then. I mm-hmm. had like one really, really smart developer who can mm-hmm. basically develop everything right. um, and a couple of other ones. Um, so... I was the, in, the ideas guy, right? right? So, like, I was one of those guys that would... I remember it was... In our first office, it was maybe around 2014, and Miguel yeah. and I were arguing. You know, we were yeah. arguing friendly argument yeah. on that. Um, healthy we, banter. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, healthy banter about why we should create a peso peg coin. There you go. That was in 2014, dude. Like yeah. now you can hear, sta- it's called a stable coin now. Right. Um, so to me, it was something that um, the, the whole business really was that um, the, the personification or the 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 realization of all of our ideas. You right. know, I would come up with an idea, I would throw it at Jardine and Miguel, right. and we would just come up. And even Nick at the time, you know, mm. he was, like I said, he was smart, right? right. He was very brilliant. Um, and so, I think that sort of became one of the reasons why yeah. um, I was put into, in the, on the, you know, right. position. Yeah. But because I was that guy that was really just, pushing for my ideas. Got it. Right. All right. So you're persistent on that now. Yes. Now let's just shed some light because now being the ideas guy and and having the background in tech, mm-hmm. how difficult is it? Because I, I mean, we always say the buzzword, especially right. a couple of years ago, blockchain, blockchain. Yeah. crypto, and right. all that shit. How hard, how, how different is it and how hard is it right. to develop blockchain and crypto tech? Because now the buzzword is AI. Right. And people are like, yeah, there's AI. And then they always, there's a right. study that 70% of the, the companies that actually claim there's AI is really not AI. Right. <laughs> right? But what's the difference when you do that and we put a, when you really build a blockchain tech versus mm-hmm. traditional right. development? And how hard is that to make? Right. You know, um, we have to sort of like um, segment this into different other segments, right? Okay. So, like, uh, first, 
when we were starting, it was really more of us developing applications that connect to the blockchain. Got it. At the time, it was really just Bitcoin. Okay. So it was us connecting to the Bitcoin network. Got it. Right? And that's fairly easy, you know, um, for the technical people there. It's really about connecting to RPC, mm-hmm. via RPC to the, to the mm-hmm. node, right? Uh, it was fairly easy. It was easy enough to manage um, until, you know, mm-hmm. you, start to div- you start to amass, mm-hmm. you know, a significant amount of Bitcoin. And then you realize, wait, our private keys are in that server. So we should, we should, you know, maybe look further how mm-hmm. we can secure this. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and then maybe fast forward a little bit. Now you're looking at actual blockchain development, wherein you develop your own blockchain, right? Maybe mm-hmm. coming off of the, the Bitcoin code base or right. the Ethereum code base. And developing your own blockchain is a very, very difficult task. Dude, Dude it's super hard. <laughs> like, right. I mean, you're not only just trying to come up with code that works yeah. or a network that you know, connects to each other. It's right. really more of understanding the, the economics behind it exactly. like, um, or whether or not transactions per second will actually make your system usable exactly right? and then eventually you know you get into and this is really popularized by um the likes of ethereum right where you start to look into smart contracts mm. where you develop apps or the de- um, decentralized apps on top of a blockchain yeah and that's really very difficult i would say you know i mean a lot of people will say you know blockchain developers are really expensive right now. right 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 but the gist of it all is that if you are looking at developing smart contracts, you just look for a, a really, really seasoned um, JavaScript developer. Exactly. And that, there you have it. I mean, you got to develop because if you're going to look for a senior that already done it before, good luck because you're yeah, just yeah. going to have to pay three times more exactly. or four times exactly. more uh, seasoned. You got to develop that guy from right, the ground up right. and walk, walk, walk right. hand in hand. Now, I, I'm, I'm curious, John, when you built a team, you talked about an ace that you had to pirate. That you said, oh, uh, yeah. Erica, you, you mentioned. That's right, so, that's right. Walk, walk us through the key few hires that you had before and how did you scale that up to where you guys are now? Right. So, you know, remember I, I was telling you about how we would meet the three co-founders, well, the four co-founders. Right. We would meet maybe once or twice or three times a week. Okay. And we would just talk about stuff, you right. know, what to do. And really, when we started, when we realized that, look, there's, we're not getting anywhere, right? Yeah. We need an adult. <laughs> in the room and that at that time um, Jardine had um, had Erica in another business got it also she worked with Jardine she used already. to work with okay. Jardine in another business office oh. uh, it was a I believe it was a modeling agency actually oh wow Jardine so, what, what business is he <laughs> what else like oh, wow among, okay. among other I'll have a Jardine one of these days here you should, you should yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so yeah so at first we asked Erica hey Erica you want to be you want to help us here, okay. sort of like figure out what we're trying to do and okay. maybe put, you know, at the very least, put into action whatever yeah. we're talking about. Someone to catch all your shit. Right. Technically. And, you know, right. I mean, to this day, that's what, like five years from mm-hmm. from now? I mean, that that was really a very, very good move. Because yeah. until this day, Erica is with SEI helping us yeah. with a bunch of stuff, really. Yep. So, yeah, definitely this, yeah. Well, that was one of the... the the best moves you've done. Right, correct. Uh, now, for scaling that, right? Now, how, how big is your team now? When, when Oh, we're, we're, we're fairly big. I think we're about 40 right now. Holy shit, right? that's a big company. Yeah, right. we, you know, I mean, it's something that we have to do because of uh, the scale that we're trying to build. True, true. Right? And also, a lot of it plays in part because of the fact that we're um, regulated by the BSP now. Ah. So we need some key positions to correct. You know, sort you of know like, it's not a wild wild west thing exactly. anymore. Right, right. right. So, so okay, now John, I'm I'm curious about 
fundraising. So mm. a few years back, you got funded by Kakao Talk. Right. Right. How did that thing happen? And that was really big. You know, there's I don't know any startup here uh, that's been funded by Korean companies. I, I, at least not that I right, know. Of. Right. Maybe I'm just naive or, but you know, just right. not out there too much. But how did that opportunity come in? Why? How? What did they see with your team mm-hmm. that? That stood out from all the other, especially a few years ago, everybody right. was saying they were doing some blockchain related. Right, right. right. Yeah. How, how did that opportunity kind of happen and how did you close that? Well, um, so yeah, you're right. Um, we are the only Philippine company that Chakao has invested in. Or Boom! Yeah. Uh, until now, I think they've only invested in a, f- a couple of other companies outside of Korea. So Absolutely. they mostly invest in Korea. Correct. Right? Um, but at that time, they were actually partnered with um, ABS-CBN trying ah. to put in Kakao Talk. Got it. Here they were trying to penetrate the Philippine market, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was towards the towards the end of the the, mm. the venture that they had with ABS. Um, uh-huh. okay. So they actually had an office in BGC. Oh shit! And um, they I, were here. They were here. Got it. How they did you here. see that opportunity? People didn't even know, right? Dude, you know who introduced me to them? It was. Um, Ray Refundo. Ray of Quickwire. Sugar Ray. The what the fuck? Sugar Ray. We have, if you wanted to learn the hustle, of Ray Refundo. We had him on the show as well. Just check it out. Just That's scroll right. a bit yeah. more. But that guy is just everywhere. Yeah, dude. Like right. he introduced us to um, Cacao. I went into a meeting. I pitched them what we were doing. Right. At that time, you know, we were. It was really. We were trying to raise money because we realized that we needed to scale faster than we Absolutely. intended. Right. So. And I think, and you know. Later on, they they sort of like um, confided with me. The reason why they invested in us, they chose us, Got it. is because of our grit. There you go. And that was really important for me because you know yeah. it was it was a, it more than the money that they put in. It's the validation that you're seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. Right. You're seeing what we're trying, what we believe in. Right. The it's really the have. team, really yeah, that they yeah. invest in, and the, the the work that resonates through the the persistence and the grit, that's like right. what I said, right. of the founders. So it was really a good validation for us. That's great. Now, what I wanted to know, so, you know, in startup life, right, it's not just ups and all ups. Oh, and yeah. Whatever, if, if they say that in a PR, that's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Let's walk us through the hard times, right? Wow. You know. Wow. Uh, There's a lot of those. Um, talk talk about those, those hard times. Because after Kakao Talk, that's where I kind of, well, was it straight up or did you fall? Because we knew that in last year, a couple of years ago, there, the bubble burst. Oh, the yeah. hype was real, then the right. bubble burst. Right. How did that affect you guys? Because also, the unique about, thing about SEI, mm-hmm. and for those people, and you'll again li- read the, the blog of John, you're not a single product company right. before. Right. You're right? You, you had a lot of products you want to line up, and that's hard, man. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm in service, and I'm running so many, we're making so many bots, right. dozens of them at the same time, Someone's paying for our shit, but right. if you're running your own shit and you're creating multiple products, sure. they have different sure. use cases and whatnot. They have different users, target markets and whatnot. That's hard. And we were actually called out for that a lot of times, especially by the more traditional investors that we were talking to. Got it. And the question really that was, was posed to us was, how are you be able to, to focus mm-hmm. on things, right? Yeah. And they're right. Um, and to be honest, the strategy that we were implementing back then was really a, a sort of like a a test the product if it works yeah. and then build it out Got so it. initially you know what you would see as a product or maybe a, an app or a mm-hmm. website that we put out it's really just a 
hack of sorts of okay. our existing stuff. Got it. Right? So, like, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Bills Ninja. We had a, a product called Bills Ninja. Bills Ninja. When you pay okay. your, bit, your, your bills, mm-hmm. local bills, right. with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And really, what it is, it's just BitMarket or Rebit. Got it. Formatted towards just direct remittance to yeah. your bills, right? So it was more of us testing the product or sort of like the feature that we want to implement. Got it. And if it actually works, mm-hmm. we fold it into our main product. So now our main product really is Rebit and uh, BitBit, the wallet. There you go. And buy Bitcoin, which is the buy and sell. Got it. But really, BitBit or the wallet right. and buy Bitcoin are pretty much the same. Absolutely. Right. But it, it, you, you operate it independently. We uh, operate no, actually, it's the same team that operates them. I mean, when you scale it, because they're they're aimed towards different markets, right? Right. Yeah. They're aimed towards different markets. Um, I think I would say the the only mistake that we made, that we you know ran into, yeah. was that marketing was really hard. Dude, right? holy marketing shit! Marketing is really difficult. Yeah. Even if operationally we can manage to run the the, the multiple products that we have, no marketing yeah. a. Bills payment provider versus a you know a wallet is totally different. Doing one is already hard. That's You're right. doing exactly. three. Exactly. Holy so that was shit. really one of the things that we sort of like lag behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you mentioned mistakes, right? So let's talk about the hard shit now. Right. What? How hard? What was your lowest? What were, or what are the several lowest points that you remember that you that that happened? Did you ever miss payroll? It was like what? What were those? Near death experiences. Right, that, right. That, uh, well, we never we never missed pay- payroll. Um, yeah, that's great. Enough. That's yeah. good. Um, but uh, and that's really important for us. Myself and Jardine, you know, coming from um, yeah. a traditional background, we understand no. that you know we can we take care of our people. Exactly. Right. You, even if you don't eat, god damn it, fuck it. Exactly. Right? We'll, exactly. We'll, we'll, well, they need to eat. Our, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, we'll sacrifice our own family. Exactly. <laughs> we'll exactly. Not, or our own. Uh, well-being, but what are those things uh, that so you like, remember? You know, you're right. The the back in 2017, you know, the year started with Bitcoin trading at a thousand dollars. It ended at twenty thousand or close to twenty thousand. Yeah, the hype was real, bro. The hype right. was real. It was everybody was doing Bitcoin all of a sudden <laughs> for sure. And we, it was as a, a right? for-profit company, it was really the one of the best years that we've had. Right. Um, but the succeeding year, 2018, oh, was really you know, flat. It was, it was flat. It was really okay. difficult for us. And what's interesting enough is that we actually knew, we predicted that it will happen. The winter mm. will come. And we were sort of like prepared for it. But at the same time, you know, some of, the, some of our um, stakeholders were, there was pressure for us to expand. Okay. Right. And so that was something that we had to do despite the dwindling volume that we were yeah. experiencing. So I would say that 2018 was really difficult for us. How bad did it get? Oh, it was really bad. Like, I mean, um, you know, we went from people lining up in our office. Mind you, our office isn't really designed to True. have you know, walk-ins, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So we had people walking into us, trying to buy Bitcoin from us, you know, yeah, down to, you know, maybe getting... A, a transaction a week. Right. It was really difficult for us. But, you know, we, we pushed through. Um, we focused on on the tech that we have. We, Got it. We, we invested a lot on the people that are actually building what's important for us, which is the tech. Okay. And luckily enough, in, um, in 2018, around third quarter, Cebuana noticed us. Okay. So now let's talk about this, right? But before that, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about yeah, yeah uh, let's talk about that more after the break 
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. 
Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with John Bailon, who gave us a little bit of a cliffhanger right to the break. <laughs> so 2018, right. last quarter, you were scratching and clawing. You're barely alive and, right. you know, coming from the, the boom of 2017 to, to, to the valley of death of 2018. Right. How did Subwana notice you and how did that opportunity come about? Right. It was really, you know... Um Actually, it was Miguel who was approached by Sabuana initially, okay, and it was it. the intention really was to work closely to more, you know, closer together. Because got it. When we started in 2014, Sabuana was one of the first companies that actually supported us, meaning that wow. they worked with us, you know, nice. despite us, you know, venturing into this unregulated gray area cryptocurrency yeah. kind yeah. of business. Um, they were the ones that actually um, thought, maybe, yeah, let's give this guy's uh, a chance right absolutely so so now 2018 around um second half of 2018 they approached us looking at uh partnering with a lot of the remittances you know mm. all of the services that we offer yeah and you're very in line with their core business i think so yeah, yeah. i think so and i think they saw that I, they mm. saw that um they knew that they had to sort of get into this whole new you whole know, new world, like whole Aladdin. new world, right? <laughs> a whole new world of um, fintech, wherein right. you know banks are getting toppled by right. you know, like I mean, Coins.ph. Give it to them, dude. Like they, they yeah. have more users than the biggest banks, right? Exactly. So they they noticed that, and I mm -hmm. think it was really sort of like it was a very easy conversation when we had to pitch what we were trying to do. Got it. Because we were in line, right? We right. our our um. Her goals were aligned. Got it. In that they they believe you know and props to Cebuana. They really want to help the, the, the Philippines, right? Okay. This is their, their ground, right? Yeah. So like they own this, and so it was easy for us to come into sort of like a an agreement. Yeah. Really. What was the ace? Because you know fundraising, especially, it's easy. Okay, people always think of fundraising from an angel, from like from a VC, mm -hmm. but fundraising for a corp from a corporate. Mm -hmm. How was that like? What was? How did it take? Oh, were dude. there instances where the deal almost got, uh, you know, they, they went off the table? What was that? More than once, like? dude. Right. I mean, there was a lot of times. You're right. It, this is actually correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I should, you know, fact check this. But yeah, I believe we were the we are the first company that Cebuana as a company invested in. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the, the proponents of Cebuana, they invest personally on, on, on exactly. other stuff. Right, like, right. As a company, it was really their first investment. Exactly. Right? So, so you're right, dude. Like, I mean, it was unknown for them to do due diligence for such a small company. True. Uh, I mean, relatively speaking. Right? Yeah. I mean, compared to where they are. <laughs> compared to right. who they are. Yeah. I mean, it was something that they, I would say... It was new to them, right? True. So there were a lot of adjustments that we had to make, right? Um, and up until you know the last, uh, last signature, the last whatever. signature, there was really you know some questions around that. But you know, eventually we realized you know we're in the same boat, right? Correct. We wanna we wanna help you guys. You guys wanna help us as well. So it was a it, it's a good partnership. Absolutely. Now. 
walk us through what's the future going to be like for you guys and also walk walk us through how how you see crypto because you know bitcoin's getting back up it's in the nine thousands right right now you know uh it went through a big the big bubble burst so whoever lost your money lost lost money you know if you kept it there might still be a chance to recover some of that shit it's just a long game but what's 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 it like now and with with with, let's with what you guys are doing and how crypto is going to be facebook's going to come up with their own shit very soon they said so what what do you see right well, first of all, with SEI, I think, you know, now there's a lot more clarity towards what we're, we're trying to do. Right? Sure. Um, with the partner that we have, right, the two partners that we have, Kakao and Cebuana, I yeah. think, I mean, it's not, it's not hard to understand or yeah. maybe to predict what the next move for SEI would be, right? Mm. Um, but in terms of crypto in general, uh, mm. and this is more coming from a personal standpoint, sure. right? Um, you know, when I got into crypto, it wasn't because I wanted to get rich. I mean, obviously, we all want to be rich, of right? But like, I mean, it was the 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 root of why I was so interested in crypto was really because of the technology and the the underlying, or maybe not the underlying technology, but really the the what effect of it in the, and whatnot, right, right? The effect of it in society, right? Correct. So here you have this finite digital asset, right? Right, that is not controlled by anyone. Yeah. And it's running out, and you can own one without anyone else knowing that you own it. Exactly. Right? Never mind, you know, like money laundering, and that's bullshit, right? Right, right. Money laundering, Bitcoin, dude, you're going to get caught faster (laughs) than anyone else, right? But the point here is that it's a a finite Mm -hmm. digital asset. That to me, and it's decentralized, right? So like, yes. no, there's no one entity that controls nobody it. can manipulate it right. in what way. In right. what I mean, exactly. there can be. I mean, there's always some right. The market theories. can be manip- manipulated. Right. The technology or the, the the whole idea of it right. all is that you know it's decentralized. True. So that to me speaks a lot. Because I'm a, sort of like a rebel. I would, I would go. want to call myself as a, a rebel yeah. in in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, I quit my computer science program because right. I thought like. You're making me do too much. Money. <laughs> right? so, like, yeah, you just right. want to have control over your own destiny too. Exactly, right. right. So like I've always been sort of like in that other side of the lane. Yeah. Um, so it spoke a lot to me that, okay. you know, there's this new way of um, thinking about things, you know, value of things. And it so happened that it uses computer science. So yeah. it's very, very interesting to me. Okay, so what what do you see now? Uh, what's it going to be like for right. the next uh, uh, couple of years, and, and what's exciting? That, that, that and this is a company policy that I I am you know adamant about, right? Okay. We never give you give publicly, at least publicly, we don't give price predictions. Sure. So, but I'll give you one now. It can okay. be a dollar or a hundred thousand dollars. There you go. In between, maybe more, maybe less. There you go. That's a very <laughs> right? that's a big range, bro. <laughs> Holy shit! No, but, but like yeah. seriously though. If you just look at, and this is a personal um, opinion, right? If yeah. you just look at the fundamentals of it, like the, the whole structure of what it is, right? Yeah. I mean... And we've seen the highs and the lows now. Right, exactly. Right? So now you, you kind of know what's the best case scenario, what's the, the worst, worst case going to be like, Exactly. Right? So, and I, I'm a believer. You know, I right. think Bitcoin is one of those things that will outlast us. I think right. it's, a, a, it's one of those things that are what you call a multi-generational asset. Absolutely. Right? Uh, like gold. Like, right. There's very few of those. And if you think about it, dude, like if I ask you now how much gold is there in circulation, uh, we dude. don't know for sure. Correct. Bitcoin, I know. I can give you the, the exact number. 
Yeah. Right? So I would say it's like it's really digital gold. Absolutely. So all right, now let's talk about hustle sharing here. Right. Let's, let's just dig deep and whatnot. John, I wanted to get your opinion on on building team chemistry and mm-hmm. how you maintain shit. You in in those low times, right? right uh, that's what defines a team. Right. In twenty eighteen you mentioned that it's you know, it was shit shit every day. Or right. it, it was a it low was, stuff. Was how hard. was that like and how did you uh motivate the team to go past having right. all this hype and now to like having nothing right you know i mean singularly as individually i would say that i'm not adept at you know inspiring the team got it uh i think it's really a concerted effort between myself among jardine miguel and i yeah um we bring sort of like different um angles to the team right got so it. Um, I would say that Jardine is more of the people person in there our team, uh, mm-hmm. in our leadership team. Uh, Miguel is sort of like the, he's the friendly guy, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. everybody recognizes him. I remember yeah. him telling me. beard. Him, it's the beard. Dude, right? it's the beard, right? So, like, I remember him <laughs> telling me that one of the video guards downstairs said, hey, it's Mr. Bitcoin. There you to go. To him, right? So, like, <laughs> he's very recognizable. And, dude, like, if you actually get to know him, he's a really good person. Correct. A really nice person. Mm-hmm. And... I'm more of like the shy guy, really, yeah. even in the office, right? So like I, I, I rarely come up with like inspirational, right, uh, right. quotable quotes, right? Yeah. But together, I mean, com- a combination of our, um, our personalities actually, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a what, good mix. It's a good mix. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Now, all right. Now, in terms of survival tips, right, mm-hmm. for startup founders that right. you can share there. Because... When you go through the valley of death, you right. know, the first high and then boom, you hit smack, right smack in the face. Right. How, what would be your tips for startup founders, for startups that are currently in that sure. valley of death sure. and nobody knows how long that's going to be like, Dude. right? Uh, to survive until you last long enough right. to, to get your next breakthrough. You know, and this really, you know, sort of happened to me and I think what helped me a lot really I'm, I'm sure you've heard this from outside, you know, from other people. Yeah. But it's really go back to your basics, right? Go back to your family. You have to have that support. Okay. You have to have that. You have to have a hobby at the very least. Dude, my hobby was Bitcoin, Get right? It. For a long time, my hobby was also my work. Get so it. when that burnout comes, you know, you have to be prepared. You okay. have to always take care of your yourself mm-hmm. um, health-wise, you yeah. know. Uh, it's really that. I mean... As much as I want to give you like business tips, yeah, the most important thing is really to take care of yourself. And by yeah. doing, you, you do that by you know having you surround yourselves with loved ones. Right. You know, have a break, man. I mean, like take the Sunday out, right? Right. You can't be all hundred miles per hour all the exactly, time. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's a you marathon. Gotta pace. You gotta right. pace it out, right? That's, right. That's, That's why right. I learned that too. When I was younger, like, fuck this. Right. I'll do 16 hours per day. And then the next thing you no, know, you no, can't no, even no. get out of bed anymore. Exactly. Because you're, you're dead. I hear you, you man. I hear you. Now, in terms of habits and mm-hmm. hacks, you know, you, 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 what are the things that you, would, uh, that you think you did right for SCI mm-hmm. that, that helped you, you know, get the cacaos and the cebuanas? Right. Because more than anything, okay, they will look at the financials and whatnot. Right. But the intangibles. Right. That's what also matters. What are the things that you instilled on the personal level and how you work as a founder? And what are the things that you instilled on the team right. that allowed you to flourish to, to, sure. and survive as well uh, through that value of death? Well, you know, I mean, it's really, and I, I have to give this to Jardine. He yeah. was 
the biggest influence to me okay. um, about this. It's really work ethic, okay. right? Um, you know, I would actually, at, when we were starting, I would even run remittances. When I say uh-huh. run, I would actually bring money to yeah. the bank to remit money for a customer. Uh-huh. I would do that. All of us, all three of us would actually right. do that. Mm-hmm. We would actually answer um, customer support tickets, yeah. all of these things, right? Yeah. There's no job that's too small for us, mm-hmm. right? And that's very important to show your team yeah. early on. It just, you know, it's the, in Tagalog, it's malasakit, right? Absolutely. It's that feeling that, you know, these guys care more you're, than you're just the money. You're with them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Um, and really, I think, the grit that you have right uh, that's really what these you know seasoned investors would see yeah right? you know, it doesn't matter if let's say i don't know like you, you have a shitty right. website or whatever mm. but if they see the passion in you yeah then dude like that's already like 50 percent there absolutely right so that you have to be able to i'm not saying that you have to, sh- to yeah. fake it right dude like if you are going to getting into business Make sure it's something that you're really, really into. Absolutely. You're really passionate about. Correct. Now, uh, John, I have a question in terms of management, right? right. I mean, uh, are you that type where, you know, you delegate first? Well, what's, what's your management st- style like? Because, right. again, you, you said you all bring something different to the table. Right. But for you, as the CEO, right. that title is a heavy burden to have, right? For sure. What, 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 what's your management like, and especially in your running the team and how you work with your co-founders? So... It's a, it's a really, it's a mixed bag, right? So okay. like initially, I remember myself, you know, having to do things that I know I could have delegated, but I would do it. Okay. Yeah. It's really just, I guess, the, the fire in you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You're so excited yeah. to do this whole startup thing. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I learned how to delegate. Yeah. Um, and that's really very, very important, I think, in building a team, especially if you're in that growth stage. Yeah. You have to be able to build around you, right? Okay. I know my weaknesses. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Right. And I have to, when every time I'm looking at my team, I have to know that this person fulfills this weakness of mine. God. Right. Like so a like, coach. Right. Exactly. Say, you know, right. Okay. We need a bucket. All right. Give it to him. Exactly. Right. It. You right. have to be able. To, like I mean, yeah. I'm not a day-to-day person. Right. Um, I, I forget things. Right. So yeah. Like, um, and I, I heavily rely on Todoist, my app, Got to it. to to do all this stuff. But really. It has to be the team that, the team behind you that's running the show. True. Right. Sure, you're the coach, you're the point guard, but Whatever. really, right. these guys, they do everything. They're the stars. Me. They're the stars. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, you're your Kawhi Leonard right. and whatnot without sure. the weird laughter. <laughs> this is how he talks. All right, now last question, John, before I let sure. you go. Um, what would be knowing know, knowing what you know now? Right. What would be your advice to your younger self? Like, you know, like, like how Captain America's, Amer- sure. America's ass. You see America's or SEI's ass, right? <laughs> right? right. right. The BIM particles. What would be your advice for yourself back then, knowing what you know now? Uh, dude, it's really simple. Buy, buy more Bitcoin. There no, you no, go. No, no, no. But really, seriously, though, I think. I swear, right? Dude, right. like, I mean, if you have yeah. to, right? No, mm. but um, that's it, right? You have to, you know, work or your, your, your passion towards your work. You always have to limit it. Absolutely. Not because you don't want to give your all, because you have to, right? But mm. you have to, in, in order for you to be able to give your all, you have to also take care of yourself. Yes. Right? Otherwise, you run out, right? right? So that's very important. And I'm learning this until now. You know, I'm still learning this. You know, you have to spend time with your family, spend right. time with your friends, 
And dude, who knows? Like, I mean, talking to other people brings you a lot of other ideas. And Absolutely. really, it's, you have to be able to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and even emotionally. Right? Balance. Technically. Balance. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, very important. All right. Thanks, John. Now, um, for those people that want to, you know, what, what's your message for those people that, that, that want to check out your, your products right. and whatnot? What do they need to do and how do they do that? Well, now that Bitcoin is going up again and we're seeing a lot of volume coming in again. And if, you want, if you're interested in Bitcoin, if you want to learn more about it, you go to buybitcoin.ph. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bunch of um, stuff there that will teach you what Bitcoin is. There you go. I suggest to put only what you can lose. Okay. First. Don't gamble. This don't, is not the casino. Okay. You pay for your tuition, your son's tuition first before you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I remember those steps. Right. right. Like, oh shoot, I'm gonna put my retirement money in here. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> boom, it's gone. Like in any right. other investment, it's risky. Um, right. Maybe even more riskier with crypto. Very volatile. Very very volatile. So, right. Yeah. So that, that'll be it. Well, what else? And again, John, thank you very much for, for sharing your hustle with us yeah, today. Thank this is amazing, man. amazing. I hope you had a good time. I did, I did. Thank All you. right. So for, for those hustlers that want to learn more about what, what you guys, uh, our next uh, episode, especially in season two, this is our third to the last episode. Actually, no, second to the last episode uh, before we take a break. Um, we're still going to be around. Don't worry. We're not going to be uh, out for long. But if you guys want to get first tips on what we're doing and get exclusive shit that we don't really talk about, go to the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And don't forget to message us on our chatbot on m.me slash hustleshare, powered by chatbot.ph. Again, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ron. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.